Welcome back to another episode of Fudge and Meat. My name is Anastasia, and I'm Meat. And my name is Lily, and I'm Fudge. Uh, We have a very special episode today. It's been a while since we talked about the Brewers, but we're back. They're doing better than ever. Um, You know what? You describe it. I'm an idiot, and I left my salmon in the oven, so Meat is going to exit the premises for two minutes. It's all you, Fudge. Yeah, I'm going to give you the guys the lowdown here and kind of give you a heads <laughs> I'll up. I'll be back on. in a second. <laughs> Meat will be back very soon. Um, I'm going to kind of give you guys the lowdown on what we're going to be talking about today, what this episode is all about. So obviously it's been a bit since we've covered baseball and talked about the Brewers. And since then, the Brewers have been on a roll and now have a very commanding league lead in the NL Central. They're 30 games above 500, 11 games ahead of the uh, second place Cincinnati Reds, and they currently have a record of 84 and 54, which is just truly insane. Um, and you know, between their starters, um, a great bullpen, a very exemplary defense this year, and amazing offense, it really. Ooh. Sorry, I have to pause because <laughs> Meat just showed up with uh, a nice glass of wine. I mean, a I'm nice glass go, of wine. I might have to go grab a beer in a bit, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. When, sit when it you out. finish this, when you finish this, I'm yeah, exactly. I'm drinking today. <laughs> exactly. I've already had a Guinness tonight, but we'll finish it off with something else, maybe a German lager. But let's continue. Um, so the Brewers just all around have really been an exceptional team this season. They seem to be, just be a really complete team. Every They have so many things going for them. And the thing is, we're already in the midst of September baseball. And we know as you can kind of get into the final month of the season, everything gets crazy. Um, there's the magic number starts to come up in conversation. And everyone's just thinking about the postseason. So September baseball is brewing. And instead of kind of giving you guys a recap about what's been going on, instead, I think we should talk about some more hot takes and discuss what players we think are going to be the most important factors heading into the end of the season and through the postseason. Hey, Fudge, I have a question that might be a great uh, little definition here for those who don't know. Okay. Would you please describe what is the magic number, Fudge? Ooh, so for the most part, usually when somebody says like, hey, the magic number is 10 or something, it's usually referring to how many games a said team has to win before they either clinch a postseason spot or usually it's postseason spot. But for example, for the Brewers right now, the discussion is more so with the magic number for them clinching the central, but usually it's clinching a postseason spot. Beautiful. Thank you. I tried. So I will, I barely want to say it right now. I know the Brewers is technically, I think, at 13 or 14, but who's counting? Not me. Um, but I'm going to kind of. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked I, it's not you. I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time thinking about that because I don't want to jinx anything or put too much stress on it, but that's of kind of a good not. thing to note. But yeah, we kind of thought it'd be fun to just say like, we are all about hot takes here. Like, listen, I think this is kind of... Oh, God. If, if Fudge and Meat have anything, boy, do we have takes. And, my God, are they hot. 
Like, I think it's kind of gotten to the point where it's just fun for us to be like, you know what? Here's my opinion on this. Who well, cares so if it's actually going to happen? Before we get into the hot takes, before we get into the hot takes, oh, yeah. I would like to point out that one thing I've noticed, this is a little bit of an I told you so moment, is if there's, you know, our takes might not be right. Like, dear God, we, it's on our website. We are not qualified to say no, any of God, this no. at all. But if there is one thing we do a damn good job of, I swear to God, we're like a magic eight ball. Every prediction we make is absolutely scarily accurate. Another one that I'd love to bring up is we said we thought EQ wasn't quite worth the money. Um, We thought he was going to go. He's on the practice squad now, so I guess he's still got a shot. But that was not surprising to see. I mean, did we or did we not call it a few episodes ago? Let me think and about it. And that's not it. the um, first time, guys. If that if that was the first time, I'd be like, all right, EQ, everyone knew he was going. But our predictions, I'm just saying, if we say something is happening in the future, I would write that shit down. Because yeah, it's us. probably going to be right. Dude, <laughs> I think I called it about Willie Adamas. Um, we called it about Aaron Rodgers. We called Rogers. it about Rodgers. From the get-go. <laughs> get-go. Um, that man MVS, was never leaving. No, we knew he wasn't. MVS, we said we think he's going to show up. Again, season hasn't started, but the Packers at one point tweeted about or I've, somebody associated with it. I heard that it was MVS over Alan Lazard, and I was like, hmm, that sounds like something we might have said. Like, I don't know, <sighs> but doesn't, we were like, doesn't that sound a little familiar? That sounds really familiar. Hmm. Who said it? Oh, yeah, it was us. So, listen, who knows if what I'm about to say is going to be accurate, if it's going to happen, but at this point, what do we have to lose? I mean, we're like four for four right now, so let's let's roll this ball. Let's continue it. I think we gotta talk about. I want to say I told you so a few more times. Listen, I'm ready for these to all come true and for me to just become like a lead baseball analyst. When you guys see when you guys see Davis Mills as QB one. Don't say don't say we didn't. Don't say we didn't tell you because we did. Like. We're all-knowing. We are the all-knowing fudge and meat. Ever-aware, ever-present. Oh, God. The other day, I was talking to someone, and instead of calling me my name, they said, shut up, meat. And it, it kind of hit different. It hit to the core. Um, I will say, when I get called fudge out of the blue... I don't blue, know. I thought I'd share that. No, you should. I mean, again, on the occasion that I've been called fudge out of the blue, it's kind of... Moderately alarming. It's shocking. It's it's raw. <laughs> like, listen, I I really feel like it's I feel like it's a bit of a secret identity. So when someone brings it up, I'm like, oh, oh no. The, the thing is, too, it's not like I don't respond to it. Like, if somebody says it, I'm like, yeah, and then I'm kind of like, oh, why, why now? Why are you, why are you calling me fudge now all of a sudden? But will I respond to it? But of course. Of course. Am I alarmed? It's our names. A little bit. We know it. That's who we are. That's who we are in our core, but... If you ever see us in public and somehow call us by... (laughs) Budger Meat, I think we'll be... (sighs) Shocked. Actually, okay, not to derail more from what we're talking about this episode, but I was thinking about this. Yeah, sorry, that was a little digression there. Listen, though, listen, though. I was thinking about this, and even though in our promo, like, in our... Like, cover for our podcast... It is mostly labeled with who's fudge and who's meat, but I do always wonder yes. if somebody wasn't aware and they saw a picture of the two of us together, 
would they get it who right? would they assume was who yeah that's I a good question a that's a great question i don't know um do i give off meat vibes do, do you I give, give off fudge vibes, vibes? I, I would love to know. know like i don't know how we i don't either this is something i think at mm. some point we'll mm. we would like to ask our roomie and ballers we'd like to ask our our, our roomies and ballers to let us know another question do do our voices if you had to guess fudge or meat <laughs> i think that one a lot do they fit i don't do know if fit? that for some reason that's a little offensive if you tell me i sound like a meat i don't know how that makes me feel <laughs> i mean do i sound like a fudge i don't know do you sound like a meat? i don't know listen we're, probably that's on the air probably. you know anyone listening <sighs> tweet us tweet at us let us know what you think <laughs> i love we beg people to tweet at us no one ever does the day the day listen. one of you guys actually tweets at us will be the best day of our lives we even if you're even if you're making fun of us immediately we'll retweet i promise you we will we're retweet. waiting for it we are waiting for it all right, let's get to these hot takes. Okay, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Let's talk about some Brewers baseball hot takes. So, I think one of the things that's been the standout topic for the Brewers all season long has been pitching, and especially our starters, our starting rotation. Um, so, specifically, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, they're the major topics of conversation, especially since they're vying for their Cy Young favorites this year in the NL, which is crazy. But even after them, Freddie Peralta, Devin Williams, Josh Hader, Brad Boxberger, they're names of interest. They, you're always hearing about them. They're kind of big topics of conversation. I'm sorry. When I hear Peralta, I can only think of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, my God. Okay. Hey, we need to make you way more of a Brewers fan. Holy shit. No, I just I can't help it. I can't help it. You your can't change thought, my mind. Your first thought should is always Andy be Freddie Peralta. Peralta. <laughs> it should always oh, be close enough to Andy. Dear Lord, okay. You know, I appreciate your, your candid uh, statement, your candid opinion, but as we go on, listen. It's an iconic talk, show. I know I need to watch it, but... <laughs> Have you not seen in, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I've seen a few episodes. Oh fudge! You're killing me. Okay, continue. You wouldn't understand. Just anyways. never more extensively. I see why. I see why you thought that. You just wouldn't understand. No, listen, listen, listen. I'll watch the show, but if I hear the name Peralta, it's always Freddie Peralta. Nothing else. You forget. Because you haven't Bruce seen Brooklyn Nine Nine. I get it now. I get it now. You haven't seen the show. You just wouldn't understand. Bruce just is continue. My lifeblood. Bruce is my life. Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, listen, we have enough pitchers that we always talk about, and, you know, there are those main guys. However, I think there are a few pitchers that are going to be so damn important as we move into finishing off the season and moving into the postseason. And first, I would like to talk about none other than the big man on campus, man of the hour, Adrian Hauser. So... Literally, I think this season I said it, but for the past couple seasons, I have been saying that I think he is going to be our breakout pitcher. Like, there's been something about him These that I'm... These predictions, like, I swear. I swear. Like, I have just been saying for a long time that I think he's all of a sudden going to have, like, a breakout season where 
he just proves to be another one of our aces. And to be brutally honest, this has not happened. This has not happened in the past two seasons. And I always think it's going to be the case. But then, for example, we see Corbin Burns. He becomes our, like, huge guy. He becomes our main character. Main character for the Brewers. And putting on all these highlights, putting on these shows. And Adrian Hauser kind of, you know, sits in the background. He's been very consistent for us. He's very much more of like a soft contact pitcher. He'll draw a lot of ground balls, things like that. But he's just never had that season where he's really broken out and been one of our main guys, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he's kind of been in the number three spot, but with how Freddie Peralta's been this season, he's been like our number four guy. And I've always thought he could do, I thought he could be better than that, you know? You know? Right? I've seen you. you oh, you you're keep, right. You keep giggling and laughing over there, and I can't. I just, okay, that's it. Wait, guys, I'm going to bleep all of this out. You're not going to hear a word I say. It's going to be a big beep. I can't keep laughing. So, <laughs> so I was thinking. <laughs> Continue. So, it just came into my head. I started no, you laughing. had to do it. You had to do it. So, oh, okay. yeah, let me know what he says. I will. So, Adrian Hauser, right? He has just never had the breakout season that I think anybody's been expecting. But, like, going into the season, he's had an ERA of um, 3.41, which honestly is pretty solid considering the type of pitcher he is. He's also had 93 strikeouts in 24 games and a win-loss record of 8-6, and six, so he's been solid. However, the <laughs> I think it was um, last night, he actually had a complete game shutout. And this is the first time that a Brewers pitcher has had a complete game shutout since 2014. So, Whoa, even bro. and a Brewers pitcher hasn't thrown a complete game since 2017, since Jimmy Nelson did. And this obviously has drawn a lot of attention because I don't think out of any of the Brewers pitching staff, nobody would have expected Hauser to by this guy. And in a way, it's kind of been me saying, hey... Who I've been saying is going to have a breakout performance? Who's going to have a breakout year? I've been saying that. I've been saying Hauser would do that. Besides the point... Hey, Fudge, can you give us a big I told you so? I told you so. Uh, Oh, oh, that felt good. (laughs) It did really feel good. And the thing is, he has just been ridiculously consistent for us. You know, he always draws a lot of double plays, things like that. But he's kind of been that guy that, you know, he's been sitting behind Burns and Woodruff. But he's been so consistently good for us for the past, like, two or three years. And I think, for him, a lot of his pitching performances all come down to whether or not he's confident and whether or not he's feeling his stuff and what he's doing. He has a lot of good pitches. He knows where to put it in the zone. Like, he is good. He's a great pitcher, and I think he has a chance to be, like, another really ridiculously great pitcher for the Brewers starters. And someone who could help increase the pure dominance Brewers starting pitchers have, but I really think if he continues to stay as confident as he was last night and in the last few outings he's had, I think he's going to be a huge factor for the Brewers making it far in the postseason. I think if he is lights out when he performs, it's going to be hard for other teams to face that, especially if... Mm. They're, they have their eye on how do I hit against Woodruff? How do I hit against Burns? They're going to be focusing on that. How do I pitch against, how do I hit against Hader? How do I pitch against Williams? 
they will not have their eye on Adrian Hauser, and I think he's going to leave a lot of guys stunned. And I just think it would be really great to see him all of a sudden kill it in the postseason. And I, I'm just saying watch out for that. I'm just saying keep that in mind. See what will happen. Keep your eyes peeled. I just think there is a very high possibility that he's going to have a breakout postseason. So watch out, guys. Watch out. So moving on, I don't want to all of a sudden talk about another pitcher yet again, but this is a guy that I have had on my radar for a while, and I have kind of been saying, I think since his debut, that he is going to be and a very have a very like be very important for us down the line and he's going to be a very important factor heading into the postseason. I forget I think I tweeted about this recently, probably from Fred and Neat, but folks Quick Twitter talk- plug, follow our Twitter. Follow our Twitter. I tw- I live tweet follow many our Twitter. Games, just saying. She just does saying. live tweet. But Packers are coming next, baby. Oh. Watch out guys. Watch out for all of our hot takes mid game. But oh, dear God. <laughs> listen, I would like to talk about Aaron Ashby. So he has been like a highly regarded prospect since we drafted him in 2018. And recently, in, on June 30th, he had his first career start in the big leagues. And it was memorable for, dare I say it, all the wrong reasons. Um, he pitched in the first inning... He gave up seven runs, and that is not a good not a good way to go in the first inning, especially in your debut, especially because we were playing the Chicago Cubs. He did not pitch past the first inning, but the Brewers did end up winning that game 15 to seven. So love that. Though though he had a terrible, terrible, terrible start, the Brewers won. It wasn't that detrimental, and the thing is. This was obviously not something you want to see a prospect do in their first career start, but the Brewers seemed to not really want to give up on him and still saw a lot of upside in him and the way he could pitch. So down the line in August, we started seeing him actually pitch a lot more, um, both out of the bullpen and as a starter. So I would like to discuss that after this first start, Um, He pitched in three games where, through seven innings, he didn't give up a run. And this was followed by 9.1 and a third innings. And over two games, he only gave up four runs. And during that that one of those games um, against the Twins, he started, pitched five innings, and he recorded his first win in the major leagues. And from the get-go... Um, seeing him out in the mound, especially in the series against Chicago, not necessarily in his initial start against Chicago, more so in the later series mm. in August against Chicago, he seemed really good. Like, he seemed to have a lot of really great pitches in his arsenal. He's known for even totting, like, a five-pitch arsenal. And he seemed a lot more confident. And I honestly think that first start was just terrible. He didn't really have his legs there. He wasn't really quite in it and after that I think he's really gotten his sea legs and he's gotten his confidence back and he now kind of is getting up there and being like hey I'm a big leagues pitcher I'm here to show you just how good I am and how good I can be and 
since that point, he's been a really strong pitcher. He's, I think it's, at this point, uh, per nine innings, he has 8.5 strikeouts. Um, he's recorded seven, 17 strikeouts overall. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot of him as we go to the postseason. Um, especially, he's been coming out a lot as a middle reliever, pitching a couple innings. And I think that's kind of going to be his role going forward, mostly in this season. I think, again, hey, another hot take from uh, Fudge. I think he's going to be a very important starter for us. Um, I'm going to say in the next two or three seasons. So watch out for All right, there we go. Write that down. It's a prediction. Write it down because it'll be right. Right. You're going to see it. Brewers fans, you're going to see a lot of Aaron Ashby. Write down today's date and what she said so you can look back at it and be like, damn. September 5th, 2021, Fudge said Aaron Ashby is going to be a huge contributor the next two or three years so watch out for it but so in the next two or three years you better keep looking at that note listen i'm just we're just saying we're just saying but give credit ha- where it's due exactamente I'm, re- so, I'm really humble <laughs> exactly we're we're so humble you guys we're so humble. we're really humble yeah but we're just right so that's part of it but that's our point listen i gotta say it okay <laughs> Aaron Ashby, he has a really great arsenal, I'm going to be honest. Um, I will say his fastball sometimes has been the thing that's been causing some trouble in his starts where he's been giving up runs, but he has a nasty sinker, a really great slider, and a pretty notable changeup. And honestly, I think a lot of his fastball fastball where he's had like not, some, not good success, had some bad outings with it, it's mostly because of how he's been locating it and where in the zone he's been putting it, but... With the Brewers Pitching Lab, I think we're going to be seeing a ton of Ashby, and I think he's going to be having some insane performances. Um, don't be surprised to see him, yeah, again, 6th, 7th, 8th inning, potentially going 2 innings, anything like that. And in the same thing, same vein as Hauser, I think a lot of teams are not going to be prepared to hit against him, aren't going to be picturing him as this huge weapon, and especially in his last few few performances, you can tell that guys don't really know what they're going to be getting from him, and they don't know what pitch to expect, and they kind of then just don't know how to hit against him. And I think even just beyond that, even if they do have a good scouting report on him, he has some nasty stuff. He has some nasty pitches. He's, I think he's going to be trouble. Like, he just got drafted only a couple of years ago, and I think he has a really promising career, and he's just going to straight up be so much trouble and be ready to see a lot of Aaron Ashby. He was rocking the spoggles in his uh, first outing, but since then he has <laughs> removed them, and he's gone. He's been spoggles. Spoggles king. He has been spoggleless though in his. I vote. I vote. Bring back the spoggles. I would usually say that. However, if he has been more successful without the spoggles, and that's just like if they're getting in his head, getting in the way, get out of them. Free, free this, be free from the spoggles, my boy. Free, free, get away from them. But listen, I just think that you guys really need to watch out for him this September and October. Like when he starts to often perform and have some great outings, look back to Fudge and Me. Look back to the things we have said. I don't know. I won't hold it against you, but I don't want anybody to be doubting it. 
So, okay. As we move on, again, our final player that we're going to discuss is not a pitcher, but he's a position player. And, of course, you think I could be talking about Christian Yelich, and listen, I'd always like to talk about She Christian would love Yelich. to, guys. Believe me, and she how, would love to if she could. And how I think he's just going to have a really explosive September and October, but... If she talked about Christian Yelich, this podcast would be three hours, so... Exactly. And, you know, we need to give some other guys a chance. And in the same vein... I could talk about Willie Adonis and how he's really been the MVP for our team. Guys. I think I can confidently say, out of the six people who we love more than Brock Jones, because he's number seven in our hearts, we've got Tunyon, and I can confidently say I think Adonis has a place there. Listen, (laughs) I love Willie Adonis, and I have gotten me to start riding the uh, Willie Adonis train. He's just... Oh, I'm on it. I'm oh, on it. Oh, she's been on it. It's now, moving. Like, the train is going. <laughs> listen. You are... The thing is, I don't... Why do I have to explain? There's nothing to explain. He's a great no, man. Just, just... Just pay attention to his socials and... Watch him play some baseball and... Entertaining. Great dugout It'll make guy. sense. It'll make sense. All here for the morale. Pretty to look at. Willie Adamas, we love you. Um, and Robert Tunyon. Okay, wait. Should um for Brewers episodes, should Willie Adams be our Robert Tunyon? No, Robert Tunyon is in our every Robert episode. Tunyon. <laughs> Robert Tunyon will be mentioned in every episode. Listen we love you, Tunyon. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie T. We will never not talk about you, Big but. Bob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but yeah. Listen, I could talk about Yelich. I could talk about Adamas. Even I could talk about Rowdy Telez and the season he's been having as a Brewers player, but I would really, really, really like to talk about Luis Urias. And I know he kind of, I don't want to say he's controversial or garner some controversy among Brewers fans, but I think a lot of people underestimate just how much power he holds and how good he can be and just how he Mm. is a really important part of the team. And I will say... Just in this season, he has been so damn important to us. Like, listen, Jace Peterson has been already the sleeper pick of insane performances. On base, Jace, he has been crazy good. But I still think Luis Arias is is poised to have a phenomenal September and even better October. And the thing is, with injuries to Adamas, he recently is back on the 10-day IL. Um... Uh, Colton Wong has faced some um, some injuries, and even um, our new acquiree um, after the post after before the trade deadline, Eduardo Escobar. They have all spent some significant time on the IL, and Urias has been used to kind of filling this role, especially when um, now former Brewer player Travis Shaw got injured. He filled in on third base, and he can not only fill in at third base, second base, or shortstop, he's ready to do all those positions and is just kind of a great infielder for us. And he has had those opportunities where he's really gotten used to filling that role. And although there were some kind of droughts in the season, sometimes some not great defensive plays, he is still shown defensively and had some phenomenal plays that are garnering, like just showing how talented he is and how great he is in the um, infield. And he does have a really great bat. And 
I would like to take note of these specific stats, and this is most part of the reason why I think he's going to really show up for us. He is um, on the team, has the third most home runs on the team with 19, and also the third most RBIs with 62. Um, and he's only behind uh, Avisail Garcia and um, Willie Adamas in those categories. And in his last seven games, he has recorded nine hits, two home runs, and has a batting average of 375. And, like, guys, those numbers don't lie. He is good. I think it's kind of the same those thing Those numbers with are kind of hot. Those numbers are sexy, let's be honest. Yeah, um, those are some sexy sex- stats. <laughs> Bruh, those, those stats, the stats are so sexy. Oh, those stats. Mm-hmm. So, Dear <laughs> God. <laughs> This is so terrible. I'm sorry. Um, I I'm keeping that think... in the pod. Oh, you should. I don't not don't get rid of it. Don't get rid of it. Um. <laughs> so listen, I think if his bat stays as hot as it is, he is going to be yet another key factor for us making a deep run in the postseason um, and clinching that playoff spot ASAP because. I just think he's one of those sneaky guys that he has great speed. Um, he has had a lot of clutch hits, and although recently he hasn't had as many of those moments where he's really helped, like, broken the game over, the other day he recorded a few RBIs, um, and without him we probably wouldn't have won. And I just think that sometimes when the pressure has been on him in the past, he hasn't handled it well. But I think if he can handle the pressure, which... I think he will. I think he can more than handle it. But if he can handle the pressure that's coming on, I think he's just going to be beyond important. And, of course, I would like to see Willie Adamas, Colton Wong, and Eduardo Escobar to be completely healthy as we move into the postseason. But you never know what's going to happen. And it's just great to know that we have somebody like him who's young and ready to, like, fight for a spot, ready to go because... He did have that, um, did, was given kind of granted the position of everyday shortstop once we traded um, away Orlando Arcia, and was then, it was taken away from him when we acquired um, Willie Adamas. And instead of ever giving up on it and taking it too personally, he has shown up. He has shown that he doesn't care. He's going to still try to perform as hard as he can whenever he's out there. And in the postseason especially, that's kind of what you need. You need a guy who's going to be there all or nothing. And I genuinely think he's going to be the position player to watch. So keep your eyes out on him. And Write that down, guys. We've been saying it. Write that down. Right so I think he's going to be the position player that is going to make some huge contributions in the postseason. So just amongst the other men, keep an eye on him. So... As a recap, that's Adrian Hauser, Aaron Ashby, and Luis Arias. Take note. Take note, guys. So, genuinely, September baseball is wild, and October baseball is even crazier. As you know, we get ready to see teams compete to play in the Fall Classic. And you really never know who to expect. You don't know who's going to be that guy down the road. And that's kind of the fun of it. And... You know, this is just our shot, our predictions about who we think 
could potentially be those guys. And I'm going to be excited to see who that is. And listen, if it is one of the, um, the three aforementioned guys, I don't know. Someone owes me. Someone... I like I don't know what what should somebody owe us like what's a good reward for us for just being correct yet again uh, I mean we've already done a five dollar Venmo that's no fun um, no you have to tweet us wonderful compliments publicly tweet us what you like most about us especially if you're a hater <sighs> especially if you hate these takes if you especially hate if you're these a hater. Takes, we want to hear then you go... If you hate these takes, I want to hear you say, Fudge and me were right. Like, Fudge and me, I am so sincerely sorry. You were correct. Fudge and me, you guys are both about. beautiful and intelligent and fantastic and fashionable. And, you know, it can, it can go on. Like, you have room. You've got a good number of characters on Twitter. You can keep going. You can just... Listen, we're very... We're humble. We said we're that. You can so add humble in there, too. We are just you can so add humble. humble. So, you feeding us competent, competent... Oh, my God. It would just you boost feeding, our confidence. Yeah, Because we really need it. Listen, we don't... We're not going to let it go to our egos too, too much. Not too much. Only a little Never. bit. Only a, only a little Wink. bit. Just a little, <laughs> little bit. Just, uh, just uh, a little bit, says Fudge, as she holds up probably, like, half a foot. Um, yeah, at least, at least, but... Just a little bit. <laughs> so, honestly, with that, I think that does conclude our today's episode of Fudge and Meat, but there is a quick congratulations, I believe we would like well, to Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a few Packers news quickly. Uh, oh, as you please know, do. The regular, season, the regular season is starting next week. Meat yes, could sir. not be more excited. I'm yes. thrilled. I'm ready. I want to see our predictions come true. Uh, like I said, EQ is on the practice squad. Kurt Bankert is on the practice squad as well. Hell yeah. Um, we have also waived J.K. Scott, as someone told me, and I <laughs> thought was funny. It was either because he was too inconsistent or because his mom thought he was staying out too late past his bedtime. So <laughs> she's sorry, like, Mom, <laughs> Mom, I have a kid. And she's like, he's like, Mom, I'm a child. And she's kid. like, your face says you are a child. Um, so we've let go of J.K. Scott. Yes, sir. <clears throat> In other news, as Fudge said, we have a big congratulations quote. When you know, you know. No. Said by A.J. Dillon. Congratulations, A.J. Dillon, for proposing to Green Bay native Gabby Tunin. Congrats. I think we have to say Congrats, that. guys. The ring is beautiful. Uh, honestly? Um, Gabby commented on a picture of mine once, so I'd say we're best friends. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> congrats, listen, guys. Big time congrats. AJ, good on you for picking out just an absolutely gre- gorgeous A Wisconsin ring. lady. Okay, yeah, the ring is literally beautiful. And Go check that out. He picked a Wisconsin out- gal. Beautiful listen, ring. Wisconsin gals get a bad rap. So we're happy to see some light shone upon just how good we can be. I mean, has a Packer ever married a Green Bay native before? I don't think so. Probably not, not since of. like early, early on. Yeah, exactly. So quite Back exciting. Back when like Congrats, it wasn't guys. a big deal that they played in the NFL. Back when there was like 
they played uh, poker at my grandpa's, at my dad's house growing up and had Dr. Pepper. Like, it used to But congratulations to those guys. Uh, can't wait for the wedding. Can't wait to see photos. Oh, yeah. Anyways, I think that wraps up our episode of Fudge and Meat. Meat is going to go eat her teriyaki salmon that she took out of the fridge at the beginning of this episode. Yes. Fridge. Oven. And Fudge might go to bed. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, write down those predictions because we will be right and prepare complimentary tweets for us. Thank you so much. We love you. We love you. Kisses, especially you, Robert Tunyon. Always you.